Saving money on your outdoor project? Now at Menards. We have everything you need to keep your outdoor power equipment running smooth so you can keep that lawn in tip-top shape or enjoy some time on your boat. Right now, all FVP, lawn and garden, and marine batteries are on sale through May 5th. Check out our entire selection of FVP batteries today and view our weekly flyer on Menards.com for more great deals. Save big money at Menards. Hey, you guys. Welcome back to my podcast. I'm super excited to talk to you guys today. Today, I'm talking to you guys about my whole entire process of how I moved from a really, really painful cycle that I just dreaded. My cycle was just so just like hard and painful and just debilitating like I couldn't do anything the first day of my cycle I would just be puking and my entire face and body like all the blood would drain out of my face and body and I would just be so like ill for like the especially the first and second day and it would be really long and really heavy and it was just a really difficult cycle so I'm gonna just talk to you guys about how I went to about like healing my entire cycle and coming into complete union with my cycle, loving my cycle and just having literally the best cycle and the best connection to my period ever. So let's get into it. So I also just wanted to quickly say that I, so I posted this TikTok. It's really hard because a lot of my views can't be just like they need to be explained in a podcast or in a YouTube video, but or in a long caption, but it's really hard to just like write them in a quick little TikTok video. And I had made a TikTok video the other day that had said that hating your period is internalized misogyny and that um, it's patriarchy that has disconnected us from our cycles and that our period pain is an invitation for us to go deeper with ourselves. That made a lot of people upset and triggered a lot of people and I totally understand and honestly it is my bad that I didn't explain this in deeper detail and understand that these topics need to be talked about by me in forms of my podcast or just in videos like most of my ideas most of my thoughts if I just say one line it's gonna hit the ear hard when someone doesn't understand what I'm saying for example if I say that you know um we can I think I had made a caption one time that says we can um we will only get stop being in abusive relationships when we heal the part of us that needs them and you know some people don't like when I just make statements like that. Although I stand by those statements, it has to be talked in nuance and also to empathize with everyone and tell everyone like I completely understand where the you're coming from because I once was in abusive relationship after abusive relationship after abusive relationship and it doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with that stage or that there's anything bad or that there should be any shame and the same thing with your period and for some reason some people are saying that I said that it's misogyny to have period pain which I never said I think people are just misinterpreting me saying that hating your period hating your uterus hating yourself basically is misogyny and um, is internalized misogyny so let's just explain real quick why I believe that and there's so much nuance that we're going to talk about and um, the reason is because patriarchy and misogyny right has 
um, disconnected uh, us, anyone with a womb, anyone, if you know me, you know, I support trans people. So people are also seeing like, you know, that I am like a turf and I'm like, oh my God, like I just need to like make sure that when I, I know my ideas are really new and they're really nuanced and they're really different to a lot of people. And, you know, a lot of people haven't heard, um, what I have to say and, so it's different and it's new and it's hard to understand, right? If if I'm not really explaining it like I do in my podcast. <laughs> um, so first of all, when I talk about, I use women usually and womb keepers interchangeably. I do like to use the word wom- women because that, that word is important to me. And I also completely want trans people, non-binary people to feel completely included in all of my conversations. So I usually use womb keeper as well. Um, just to include and make sure that it's clear that I'm including anyone who has a womb. I also say anyone who has a womb. So anyone who has a womb is completely included in this conversation. And there's also so many nuances with trans or non-binary people where there's just difficulties even without pain with your period because there comes into this play this gender dysphoria and this difficulty grappling with something that people say is reserved for womanhood, which it isn't. Um, and being, for example, a trans man or a gender non-binary person. So there's a lot of nuance there and I'm not going to go into that nuance, but I am going to talk about, um, your period and patriarchy and misogyny. So, Patriarchy and misogyny has cut us off from our periods. It has cut us off from our cycles. It has cut us off from everything that is natural to um, to us. Everything that is um, nurturing and nourishing and cyclical and really anything that patriarchy cannot understand. I talked about this with abortion. Um, it is anyone with a womb it is our birthright to be able to we are literally sanctioned and ordained by god to be the keeper of death and life within our wombs in this in this in-between stage um in between a physical world the physical world of life and then the spiritual world of life and the ether and that realm and so we decide if there's life or death right and so we have been cut off from sacred sexuality. We've been cut off from our deep knowing, our wisdom, our oracle. There's been a war on the womb for so long because the womb is the seat of so much power, so much um, power that is is not able to be controlled by earthly forces, right? You can't control or the power of the womb. The womb is, is not... It is sovereign apart from politics, apart from the government, apart from men, earthly men who try to make decisions. The womb supersedes all of that, right? So it can't be controlled. It doesn't answer to anything on the earth. It doesn't answer to that. Like the 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 moon controls our cycles. We work on a cyclical cycle over 28 days, whereas um, cisgendered men work on a a 24 hour cycle. So they move through all of the cycle that we move through in 28 days. They move through that in 24 days. So we're controlled not controlled but we answer to the ether we answer to god we answer to the moon we answer to forces that are beyond the control of man 
right? So it's confusing and and because there's such it's such a seat of power and because it is confusing to people who don't have wombs, which in most cases are cisgendered men. It's confusing to them and for centuries and centuries they have waged war on the womb. And then on top of that, um, we entered into this hyper masculine energy dominated society where there's capitalism, where there's a nine to five work day, where we don't have the the space that we did centuries ago to relax on our cycles. So centuries ago, we used to um, during our cycles, it was a sacred time. We would go into a, a woman tent because all the, the women or people with wombs cycles would sync up and they would go together and have their cycles together and they weren't allowed to be touched or looked at by anyone else because they were so sacred. And you can see how that's been um, how that's been distorted over time because then that sacred ritual where the womb keepers came together to be um, in their sacred space and and to bleed and to massage each other and to release and to journal and to talk and to do rituals and to pray and to do all of that and just be fully in union with your womb over time that became oh they go into a different space because they're dirty, because um, they're disgusting, because their womb cycle, because their cycle, their period is gross and disgusting. And you see, for example, in Nepal, um, children who or anyone who is on their cycle, no matter if it's an adult or a child who's on their cycle, is not even allowed to sleep in the home. They're not allowed to look in the eyes of a cisgendered man. They're not allowed to... Um, to to touch food they're not allowed they're they're kicked out with the animals in the stables and so many of them die and that is an example of patriarchy distorting the the nature and the sacredness of the cycle right because it's such a sacred time there's nothing dirty about it there's nothing impure about it it's the most pure you could be is when you're bleeding you're most connected to life to god to yourself to your intuition when you're bleeding you're releasing how beautiful it is that we get the gift of releasing toxins every month right it's it's just like amazing that we actually get to release toxins in a way that that others without wombs don't get to um it's such a a blessing and because of the conditioning and the disconnection of patriarchy over and over and over and for centuries and centuries and centuries and then at the same time the masculinization of society where there was no room for the womb in society right so we came to these nine to five work days we came to the industrialization we came to the space where um when you give birth you don't you only get a few weeks off it's it's psychotic it's so insane it's insane it's literally insane um but there's this mechanical way of going about anything that has to do with the womb because those who are afraid usually cisgendered men those who are afraid of the womb 
strove or wasn't a strived, strove to strive to control it. And the only way they could do that was by disconnecting us from ourselves and then putting all these systems in place on top of us. Like you don't get paid time off when you're on your cycle. Your cycle is dirty and shouldn't be talked about or looked at. It's disgusting. The only way to to try to control our power is to try to convince us that we don't have any. Right. So that's kind of like to try to convince us that the seat of our power is actually the seat of our shame and that's what the patriarchy has successfully done and that's where this conversation is talking about it's not about the fact that individual people individual women individual people who have wombs don't um that they're not for example that they have to work and then they can't do some whole entire ritual that's not an individual person's fault it's the fact that the society is um abandoning the womb and trying to control the womb but then on an individual level we do still have agency and even if that's just during um during work or after work or when you for example you guys know that my boyfriend um took me out of the work for for shout out to him but um I had literally the worst job ever about a year ago and I was working there for like a year and it was just awful and it was just terrible. And, um, and I didn't have time when I was on my cycle to, to rest or relax. And I would just feel so, you know, sad. And, and especially where I worked, it was like really dirty. And I was just like, oh, like this is just, you know, really upsetting. But what I would do, I still didn't abandon my agency and my womb in those moments. I would say little prayers in the morning when I woke up and I would talk to my womb and tell my womb, you know, I love you, you know, this is just what we have to do right now, but, um, you know, I'm going to support you in this cycle in the best way that I can, and and I love you, and this is what, you know, this is what it is right now, there's no problem with that, let's just, you know, know that I'm supporting you, know that I love you, know that I'm here with you, and know that, you know, I'm going to do the best that I can to provide you with a safe space to release and um, and to go through your cycle, and in a in a in a safe and and sacred way and although I was working somewhere that it was really difficult to do that I still would engage in this way with myself so that I still didn't abandon myself and so what happens is the world abandons women right and then women abandon themselves and then what what we need to see is that women anyone with a womb goes back for themselves and over time as all of us go back for ourselves our systems will change but it was is because we have been indoctrinated into this internalized misogyny where we hate our periods we hate our wombs no this doesn't mean that you hate um that you hate that it's wrong to be so frustrated that you're feeling pain and we're going to get into in this episode how I healed my pain and this is my story um but we're going to talk I'm going to let you guys know how I went from extremely painful periods hospitalized periods so crazy painful to completely painless periods um but yeah, so 
basically we have internalized that ourselves and we need to make sure that we go back for our wombs and create that individual relationship with ourselves and um and not and whatever the world can do what it does we we might have to work our nine to five job we might have to work three jobs and we might have to you know we might have these illnesses that we have the cards that we've been played we might have these types of things and it still doesn't mean that we have to abandon ourselves while also validating our feelings of feeling frustration feeling pain feeling you know just exhausted and and discouraged all of that is welcome in this space and you can validate that while also validating your womb and the more that you validate the your womb the more that you will come into union with your womb and the less angry she will get and that's just the truth. I'm, you know, I don't know if that's going to upset some people, but that is just the truth. At least from, you know, what I know, that's the truth. Um, so now let's talk about my personal journey of how I um, healed my womb. So I used to have, as I said, incredibly painful cycles. I would be just writhing in pain. All of the blood would leave my face. I would look like a ghost for like days on end. I got my period when I was 11. I also was very shamed by my family. The men in my family were very disgusted by my period. Um, I remember I had a this was not too long ago, maybe like four years ago, I was coming home from college and I had a an unused tampon when I still use tampons on my dresser. So it was unused in the packaging and I was kicked out of my home because my my, you know, some male family members were so disgusted by my period and just the thought of it just the thought there wasn't even any blood on it it was completely wrapped up in its in its plastic completely unopened but just the thought and so that was kind of the the world in my family that I was brought into but I remember when I was I think I was 10 years old just being so excited to get my period and I just was like you know just so excited to enter into that rite of passage um and and just I was just so excited right to get my period and um but over time, as I experienced my period, it became a complete nuisance to me. I didn't even really give it much thought. I um, was in tons of pain, which made it unenjoyable. And I just, you know, it was just, I just considered it a nuisance and something that brought discomfort and pain into my life. And as you guys know, I also was in slews of abusive relationships, toxic relationships um, with toxic men. And um, when I went celibate is when my period completely changed everything changed during this period for me so um so at the same time right so about three months prior to when I went celibate I was sleeping with men who for my whole life for like 10 years straight sleeping with men who were toxic or who didn't really truly cherish me and cherish my womb right I also didn't truly cherish my womb I was um I was uh, drinking alcohol not I never was addicted but I was still drinking alcohol would sometimes smoke weed never addicted or anything but did smoke weed on occasion never did any other drugs and um and and I would use tampons and pads 
and I took no like herbs to help me out during my cycle. Okay, so then this was the transformation for me. Please no one get triggered by what I'm telling you. I'm telling you guys this because I love you guys so much and I want to share my story in hopes that it will help um, another and um, and tell you guys the way that I, um, you know, went from extreme pain to literally no pain at all. So let's talk about it. So this is what I did. I went alkaline vegan, which is primarily a a diet for black people. It's for primarily for Africans. Um, I am not African, but um, it can be for anyone. But it was coined by a herbalist and a like a natural. um, Save big money at Menards. Let the fresh air in and keep the bugs out with replacement screen for your doors and windows from AdForce. It's easy to install, durable against the elements and comes in a variety of types to suit your needs. Repair your screens today with a roll of replacement screen on sale through May 5th. And check out more great deals happening now in our weekly flyer on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. A holistic doctor named Dr. Sebi and he, you know, primarily was talking about how it's the most natural and healthy way for all humans to eat, but especially Africans and saying that this is, you know, the most healthy and God-centered diet and the mo- the way that you can get as healthy as possible um, if you're African on the, this is what's most natural to you. But I was also drawn to this way of living and I was already vegan, but I went alkaline vegan. And people say, now don't get mad at me right now, but people say that the more toxicity that you have stored up in your body, that can be emotional, that can be um, from the foods you're eating, that can be from trauma, that can be ancestral work. The more toxicity that you have stored in your womb and in your body, the more painful your your periods are going to be. For me, this resonated with me because I was living an extremely toxic lifestyle. I had ancestral wounds of toxicity. I was eating in a toxic way. I was not taking care of myself. I was, you know, consuming toxic things. I was sleeping with toxic men. I was dealing with reproductive health illnesses, chronic illnesses that were 
unexplainable that were extremely ancestral slash as a result of toxicity. And so for me, this really resonated. And so I said, you know, I need to get myself into right health and into communion with myself in a way that is not um, any longer feeding this toxicity. So my period changed when I um, stopped sleeping with men who didn't honor my womb. When I stopped sleeping with men who didn't honor me, when I stopped sleeping with men who didn't cherish every part of me and make my heart feel so safe, my period changed when I went alkaline vegan. My period changed when I did fasting um, to release toxins from your body, my body. So fasting, and I wouldn't recommend fasting. There's other ways to go about it. For example, just eating alkaline vegan or eating normal vegan um, for anyone who has had an eating disorder because it can put you back into unhealthy, you know, um, ways of existing. And that's the opposite of we want what we want, right? So um, there's other ways to go about it. But for me, I was able to release through fasting a lot of toxicity and just get myself back to a healthy baseline. Um, because I was eating a lot of like junk food, although I was vegan, I was eating a lot of junk food. And I wanted to just, you know, do like some cleanse, right? I just wanted to cleanse out of my body any toxins. I wanted to cleanse my colon. I just wanted to cleanse out anything that was backed up. So I started doing fasting. I fasted one day a month for um, every month for a year. So um, I fasted. I went um, celibate and now I'm uh, obviously not celibate and with my partner, but he cherishes me and honors my womb and loves me so much and literally makes my heart feel so safe. So he actually adds to my womb's safety and abundance. And I um and I also a huge one. Well, I stopped drinking alcohol and I stopped doing any drugs. As I said, I was only smoking weed, but I stopped doing that completely. Um, these things can really influence your uh, menstrual cycle, especially alcohol is so toxic to your menstrual cycle. And then I also stopped using tampons and pads. This was really huge for me. And I remember so the two things that I did was um, I I stopped, I used a, a menstrual cup one time or two times and then I used, from then on, I just used um, Thinks period underwear or just period underwear from NYX or from Georgia or whatever I got, wherever I got it from, I just used period underwear. And, um, and I, I prefer period underwear to any other product, but for me, the choice is either free bleed menstrual cup the diva cup or whatever and um period underwear so period underwear um oh no, no no so your menstrual cup so I tried the menstrual cup for the first time about two months into my celibacy and at this point my period was still extremely painful and I used the menstrual cup for the first time and for the first time I had no period pain at all like literally none and I was like, what the fuck? Like, what the fuck just happened? Like, I'm not experiencing any pain. And so you start researching and you realize how toxic and cancerous and and harmful tampons and pads are to your body. Um, and the second that I stopped using tampons and pads, my period literally transformed. However, menstrual cups, um, diva cups were not for me because... 
I prefer to like let things flow. I don't really want to have something inside of me during my cycle. So I transitioned to um, period underwear and that works for me. I also free bleed sometimes. Um, I'm actually, I just saw this like period blanket on this this um, Instagram page and she designed this like period blanket that's like waterproof and it like stores it and then you can just wash it. And so for example, I like to like free bleed at night, but I always get like blood all over my sheets and so you can just put this blanket down underneath you and it's designed to catch your period blood. So I'm definitely going to buy that. <laughs> um, but anyway, so I stopped using tampons and pads. And then also a huge part of it was I started drinking red raspberry leaf tea. Red raspberry leaf is an herb. It's an herb that is literally designed by earth to help us with our menstrual cycles. Um, it literally is that's if you buy this herb, if you buy it, it's in tea, you just it's you just make sure it's the only ingredient. But if you go to the store and you just buy red raspberry leaf tea, it will literally say on the box like for your menstrual cycle. It's literally for our menstrual cycles and then for your uterus, like right before you're about to give birth and after. Um, but what I started doing was I started drinking red raspberry leaf tea three times a day for the three at the beginning I did five days prior but then I also I just once my period started getting really regu regulated and really healthy um I just did three days prior but I started out by doing three times a day for five days before my period and then every day during my period so I would drink um, red raspberry leaf tea three times a day for the five days prior to my period and then all the days of my period and that literally when I tell you guys transform my period like this herb is literally just meant for us to have healthy periods like seriously I also started yoni steaming right so I'm doing basically what I'm saying is I'm doing all of these things to try to get as much toxicity out of my womb and out of my environment that I could. Um, and from there, I could really show my womb that it was safe to have a, um, a period that wasn't extremely painful. And, um, and yeah, so also, so then I, I started yoni steaming as well, which, um, really helped. I think my period, it just helped regulate it, helped decrease pain you can buy like yoni steaming blends and basically what that is is you heat up water you put a bunch of herbs in and then you squat over this like this you know um what's it called steam this yoni steam is basically just herbed in herb infused steam and you just go over that steam and you um you just let it you know infuse into your yoni into your vagina and um and yeah so just, you know, do, do when I did all of those types of things, my period just regulated, like literally it just, I never had pain again. I never had an irregular period again. I never had a super long period again. All of my periods fell within three days, super light, super manageable and completely painless. And when I tell you this took me about two years. So two years of um, being alkaline vegan, doing fast, which, of course, if you have um, uh, eating disorders, don't do fast, but instead just, you know, eat um in a, a, a way that's within veganism that works for you. 
So um, I did fast. I was alkaline vegan. I stopped using tampons and pads. I started yoni steaming. I started taking the correct herbs for my cycle. I stopped allowing anyone to touch my body who was not worthy because your womb feels that. Your womb feels all of that pain and all of that um she feels when when unworthy hands, hands that don't truly have true um, pure intentions and they don't truly respect her, even if it's your boyfriend who you who loves you, you know, quote unquote, but doesn't truly um, who might, you know, be toxic in, you know, he's toxic at the end of the day. If he's toxic and he's touching your womb, you're going to have a difficult time to um to really be connecting deeply with your womb because she's going to be putting herself you're putting her in like survival mode and in pain and um in like protection mode and so then things are going to be more painful so just doing everything that you can to come into union with your womb and to create a more easeful environment with her that's separate from toxicity um so yeah so for me I also just want to say I also dealt with chronic reproductive health issues that at times were so debilitating that I can't even like it just I couldn't even function and um one of the things that really helped me was just speaking to that illness and I know this might trigger some people but this is my experience and this is the way that I healed my um, my relationship to my reproductive health issues. It's not that I healed fully my reproductive health um, illnesses, although in most cases I did. For example, I you know just just chronic infections, chronic um, diseases, chronic issues that I was having, and but it's not about necessarily making that illness go away. It's about changing the way that you interact with that illness and having some sort of relationship with that illness. So basically speaking to that part of you that is causing you pain and listening to it and saying, what do you have to say? Like, why are you here? Do you want me to dive deeper into union with myself? Do you want me to cater to you more in this way? Is is there some ancestral healing that I have to do? Have my ancestors been harmed in their reproductive system? And is that harm, um, you know, manifesting as a physical disease here? Like, what can I do some more ancestral healing? Can I do, what, what do you want me to do? And just be open to that answer. And also... Um, I know, you know, I'm coming from coming from someone who had chronic and I'm not naming them because they're personal to me and I, I'm not going to name and I don't owe that to anyone, but I'm not, so I'm not going to name my reproductive health issues that I have and have had. Um, however, um, speaking to that part of you and not hating it. And I know, you know, on TikTok, people were triggered about me saying that. And I, I think it's just hard because when I when I don't explain it fully, it, it can feel triggering. And that's just not my intent. My intent is to give you the resources that empowered me to help me move through these these really difficult things. Right. And so for me, when I stopped hating these ailments and I was like, you know what? I love you. I'm so sorry that I have, you know, just completely ignored you and said that you're like evil and that I um, just like kind of just 
completely shut you out from the world and shut you out from myself and said that you're this bother and that you're the worst and that you're so annoying and that you're embarrassing and that you, you know, are just the bane of my existence. And instead being like, what do you have to teach me here? What do you have to to offer me here like I love you so much and I just want us to have a good relationship I am desireless when it comes to you I just all I want is just to to have us not hate each other for example if you have um some sort of reproductive health issue just saying you know I don't hate you anymore I know I have hated you for a long time but that must have been really hard for you like addressing that that ailment as if it is a consciousness because it is and addressing it and saying you know I don't hate you anymore I just want us to come into union like what do we need to do how can I serve you how can I make you feel more comfortable how can I make you feel more loved how difficult it is that for so long I have completely shunned you and you are a part of me, right? That sucks. And I don't want to do that. And, um, and your body, at least in my case, will respond to that swiftly. When you stop shunning all of these parts of yourself and stop hating all of these parts of yourself and actually just empathetically and lovingly and um, and gracefully come to p- these parts of you that have brought you discomfort and just say, you know, what do you need from me? Like, what can I do for you? What can I offer you? And, and how can I serve you? And, and I'm so sorry. And even if you can't, even if you don't hear an answer, because sometimes you won't just saying, you know, I don't hate you. You know, I, I love you. You're a part of me. You know, we're on this little journey right now and that's totally fine. Maybe you're showing me how to dive deeper with myself. Maybe you're showing me how to dive deeper with my my womb and my cycle. I wouldn't maybe even having be having this conversation if it wasn't for this ailment. And because I have it, I'm now really invested in healing my womb and coming deeper into union with my womb. You know, I'm not that mad. You know, I know this kind of sucks and I know it's really painful and I know that it's hard, but you know, how can I, how can I soften those edges a little bit and take that or leave it? Um, that was kind of what I was saying on TikTok and it wasn't, um, I didn't communicate it as well just cause it's hard to write everything out on a TikTok post, but, um, but it's easier to communicate in this way. And if it doesn't apply, let it fly. Like if you don't, if you don't like that and it doesn't resonate with you, cool. Um, that's totally fine. But for me with my chronic health issues, that has brought me so much healing and so much grace and so much union and so much more ease because I'm no longer going against something that is inevitable, right? It's there. I'm, 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 it's happening, but for so long I'm hating it or I'm frustrated at it or I'm angry at it. And it's like when you come into acceptance of it and you're just like, okay, how do we navigate this together? How can we make this a little bit more easeful, a little bit more sacred, a little bit more beautiful? How can we do that? And working together without this frustration and this this anger, it doesn't mean that it's not painful. It doesn't mean that at times it's not really difficult. It just means coming into union with what is, right? And um, for me, 
all doing all of that and also doing intentional womb meditations and yoni mapping and all of that basically all that I did was basically remove toxicity in my life physically and then also intentionally intentionally create a loving relationship with my womb giving my womb space and attention and intentional time with me and my my um, giving her my awareness and coming into union with her and desiring to come into union with her all of that all of that has transformed my cycle so all of that transformed my cycle and that was basically how I did it and um and yeah so I hope that that was helpful for you guys and you guys um can receive some sort of benefit from my story from going from extremely painful um chronic illness periods and then also coming into a space where I am in complete union with my periods where I am um, totally having blissful periods and my periods are my favorite time of the month, literally, because I now have such reverence for my cycles and I'm like, wow, what a sacred time that I can, you know, um, come into union with my womb and, uh, just like have this beautiful experience with myself. And yeah, I just, I just like love the the god ordained experience of physically releasing any anything else that doesn't serve me like physically releasing the the old and the the anything that's not you know serving me anymore and just having that energetic release is like really beautiful and then we're also most intuitive and most emotional and most um yeah just just most emotional and intuitive during that time of the month and tapped into that sacred power so I really love it and you don't have to love it um you don't have to love your period but all of that is my experience and how I went from really dreading my period to loving my period and how I went from really toxic periods to really healthy periods and just in literal total union with my periods. So I hope that was helpful for you guys and I love you guys so much and I will talk to you on my next podcast episode. All right guys, bye. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts, so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.